You're listening to The Nerd Cave Show, coming to you live from Audio Crazy's living room, where I tied up the beard and he's sitting in the back. Shush, beard, drink your happy juice. You can follow us on www.nerdcaveshow.com, or you can go to Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdcaveshow. And now, on with the show. It is Tuesday. It is time for the Nerd Cave Show. I am the Beard and Gary, and as you know, I am sitting here with, I love calling him the audiophile that makes listening to anything worthwhile, because <laughs> that's just who he is. That is. That's him, you know? I mean, he, he he's not happy unless it's perfect, and even when it's perfect, it can be better, and I that's what I love I love how you glorify my obsessions. <laughs> <laughs> I am an enabler, if nothing else, all right? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are so glad to be back. We are so glad you are joining us. Uh, I'm not even going to be formal about it, ladies and gentlemen. What is that, friends and, uh, you know, family, all of you? Yes, yes, very much so. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another (laughs) wonderful um, way off. Uh, We're like... Yeah. We're, I don't mean saying we're left wheeled. We're kind of like on the other side of the fence of field, just like we're, hoping the ball hits us. Yeah. That's where we're at. Yep. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> and extremely questionable. <laughs> extremely questionable. Uh, tonight, this is Happy New Year's. Yes. Happy, happy. 2022. Yeah. And I've been seeing posts about years gaps of like it's as far this year as further this year. And I've been looking, I've been seeing those posts. I'm like, I am not letting that level of negativity. <laughs> into my life right now <laughs> so far my 2022 has started <laughs> off great hey you know what i i can't complain too much myself either you know it's uh it's not too bad no no it's it's i had a wonderful wonderful vacation last week where i didn't go anywhere i couldn't i i broke but hey, sometimes uh, a staycation is the best kind you know it i'm just really, saying it really was and I have those all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, well, the thing was, is I got myself, um, we'll get, I got the 3D yeah, printer yeah, we'll and I'm going to get into, into that. that because it's been a wonderful adventure. He has made toys. I like, not like toys, toys, you know, get your minds out of the gutter, but uh, there's some pretty cool little I things. I was just to say, maybe. <laughs> Uh-oh. Man, here, yeah, I got the wheel spinning. Dog on it. This is where that questionable part comes exactly. into play, you know. And we, exactly. we warn you at the top of the show, so you can't say we didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, before we get too far into it tonight, uh, we are going to discuss our indie game spotlight. I think we missed it last week. We did because um, it was the end of the year, and we were way off, like we always are. Um, we're bringing it back, and uh, I was I, I had been looking at this for a while, and uh, they, really actually, cool. they actually they uh, actually uh, tagged me on. Instagram Did or, or no, on Twitter on Twitter on Twitter nice. and I'm like dude that's like the perfect way to do it because <laughs> like when we're going through the list and I'm having a hard time narrowing it down there's like, so many cool looking ones out there how are you going to just pick one I have over a hundred games on my as, as, as I think it's like 120 currently sitting in my um what do you call it? Wish list mm-hmm. on Steam. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm it, adding some more to mine too. It's, so. it's dangerous, isn't it? <laughs> it is. But uh, believe it or not, guys, if you think, if it, even if you, uh, if, if anything, if there's a game out there that you think is interesting and you see it on Steam, add it to your wish list. Don't even question it because, believe it or not, that actually does help the developers mm-hmm. adding it to your wish list because if there's a lot of if if they see that a game has a lot of people interested. Um, 
interested curious, in. Curious, yeah. C- kind of keep an eye on. It, it helps them out. Yeah. Because it shows that there's interest in it. So definitely, definitely add it to your wish list. And the game is called Exo Into Starlight. Yeah. And this is a unique one. It looks like it, it isn't out yet. It's supposed to. It's currently in early access, and I haven't had a chance to get it. Um, uh, but it is no. It it was released on July first. Well, that's the early access. Oh, the early access. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Early, Sorry. early gotcha. access game, so it's not complete. Um, and it's like an exploration game. Um, it's discover alien civilizations, unlocking interdimensional portals to exotic worlds, following the footsteps of a lost race as you decode their language. Nice. Unlocking the mystery of our origins in the universe. And it looks really interesting, like it's a futuristic um uh, uh, space exploration, but you're going to different plant planets, uh, checking things out. Um, currently they only have a one level experiencing uh, experience. They are, uh, adding four planets, uh, supposed to be, they said this summer, uh, which was last year. And then in 2022, they're hope they're supposed to be getting the full game out. So currently I believe you can, I see the notes. Give me a second here. Um, They've got uh, the last update they did was in October 24th. So it's been a while since they've done an update, but it still looks really, really good. Um, definitely go check it out. It, it doesn't ha- require that much. It has a bit, it is a Unity game. So it's got a little bit of a hardware requirements, but not much. Um, they say like a uh, recommended is like an i5 fourth gen. And I have those like. I have a couple of those probably laying around that nobody wants. And they say an NVIDIA RTX 2070 or higher, but on their minimum, it says a 1050. And I think Hmm. most people are kind of in between, like I'm in between the 2070 and the 1050. So uh, it should run pretty good. Uh, Two gigs of hard drive space, 16 gigs of RAM, which everybody has at this time. Right. Um, 16 gigs is kind of like I, I build office computers. I was going to say, yeah, it's kind of like the standard. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most gaming computers now are they're doing they're tossing 32 gig. Um, it's got a bunch of positive reviews. It's got two reviews, and they're both positive. Um, so definitely go check it out. It's called um, it's uh, the beta or the early access is ten dollars. Yeah, and. And the thing to keep in mind with this, for those of you that don't know what an early access game is, is that it's one of those where if you buy it, there's a, you know, there's a chance that as they update it, it's going to change. So to me, that's like a selling point, especially right now. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because it's like you don't know what it's going to look like, what the finished product is going to look like. It'll it'll change slightly as they uh, as they work out bugs. And stuff. Yeah. It's kind of it, it, some of the other games, like Seven Days to Die. It's like yes. they're. They will have an update and every a lot of things will change. So this is kind of the same thing. They'll release an update and a bunch of things will change. Uh, they'll change movement characteristics and stuff like that and character models. And they're going to be constantly working on it. But definitely go check it out. It's called Exo Into the Starlight. Uh, you can go get it on early access for 10 bucks, And then uh, it's supposed to be full release sometime this year. So you can get in and start playing uh, some of the early content to the game while they're still in development. So definitely yeah. go check it out. Definitely I just go. added it to my wish list. So yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. It's uh, developed and published by uh, Superframe. So uh, definitely go check them out. Uh, add it to your wish list and uh, definitely give it a shot. 
It's always fun to play. Uh, I, some of the indie games are just the best part about them is how creative the, the indie developers. It's yes. like, uh, unlike, um, sorry, that thing shook. And that thing, it was like <laughs> caught my attention. Squirrel. Um, uh, but I was just saying about thing about indie games is, uh, the being as they're an independent developer, they can tend to they tend to be a little bit more creative. Yeah, uh, big AAA titles they have this narrow road because they got to maximize profits, and it's yeah. it's very very eroded and watered down. I mean, there are some companies that will kind of do things in a way where it's kind of nice, but they still have to do that. Hey, we have to do it this way kind of yeah. thing. It's really yeah, they, yeah, sucks. They've, it sucks. It does. Um, so. Now, but yeah, go uh, XO into spotlight. Sorry, I got sidetracked. What I got sidetracked here, because you're curious, is here's I've got my 3D printer going, and I've been having an absolute blast with it. Like a kid in a candy store, oh, this guy. Dude, look at the toy. Look at the I things. know. I'm, I'm looking at it. So I've got I've got sitting here is the, uh, it's a free download. Um, actually, you can purchase the rights to sell it um and I, i'm going to be doing that here shortly but this is a it's called the desert's kiss dice tower or uh yeah dice tower Dice tower yeah and essentially what it is is you put it's a it's a, like a skull kind of on a 45 degree angle and you put the yeah. dice in the eyes and it, it tumbles the dice so you get randomized dice by the time it falls into the bottom jaw it's absolutely great it's a tabletop gamers friend <laughs> it really is and it was the first major thing i printed i love the thing i did it in like this uh this gray um but since then <laughs> he can see here i've got a box full of things that i've printed out i have literally gone through an entire spool of gray i've mm, gone a partial has. through wood pla which um didn't come out so good and i learned i got a learning experience out of that i'm holding on to it because I'm hoping I can make it work later. Um, then I have, um, uh, I've currently got a, uh, I shoved the last remaining bit of gray back in and just polished it off a couple of more pieces. Right. With Yeah. Um, oh, I've made my daughter. This is the coolest thing. It's, uh, it's another one of this R's, uh, uh, momenti or I can't say it right. Um, but they had this, um, rat, and it's a topper for the uh, the the another dice little box. dice box, it's a yeah. little dice box. Yeah. Well, I printed the rat first, and she it, it's hers now. It's hers, yeah. And she has <laughs> named it. My daughter has named the rat Plaguey Plagueis the Giver. <laughs> yes, that is my daughter. That is what she has named her rat. So <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's it's it. so hilarious. But um, <laughs> I have printed so much stuff off. I've got a casket uh, dice box. I've got so many things that I've got. I'm, I'm working on my second skull right now, and I'm doing it in the black. And I've, I've learned that some PLA, um, you have to fumble around with the temperatures a mm. bit to to get it to print right and that's kind of where i'm at on the block here i've got a tent coming so i've just spent another 60 bucks on more <laughs> accessories for my 3d printer um it's uh, time to make that thing start working for you <laughs> I, I, i'm planning on it the other thing i've done and i'm gonna i'll, I'll probably if anybody follows me on uh what is it i haven't done a post in a couple of days because i've just been so busy but uh on uh what is Twitter? there no 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 the video one um TikTok. TikTok, thank you. If you guys follow my TikTok, I've been posting stuff periodically. Um, one of the problem I have, and actually I've, I've set up a friend of mine's, and this is a little tip. Um, format, get, as soon as you get the, if you're going to set up your brand new 3D printer, 
most likely like Elgu, they make nice printers, but they give the cheapest of SD cards. Format those things, okay? I had so many issues trying to get the uh, firmware to install and all this other stuff, and okay. just kept having issues. And I've had to, I've had to reformat my SD card three times now in the oh, week wow. and a half I've had it. Well, your the SD cards aren't designed to be constantly pulled in and out, and that's right. what you kind of have to do. I've ordered the Wi-Fi module for it. Oh, nice! Out of China, that's coming. <laughs> I, I saw a video on it. I found it on AliExpress, so I've got that coming. And then I just today, I'm going to be trying this out to hopefully resolve some of my SD issues. I'll be testing it this week, and this is a SanDisk Industrial. Now, if those of you guys don't know, SanDisk and uh, several other manufacturers, they will make micro SD cards that are called considered industrial. And essentially what it is, is they are designed for higher temperatures. Okay. A little bit, they're basically a little bit more resilient to temp, uh, to uh, extremes is the oh, best okay. way to call gotcha. it. Okay, gotcha. All um, right. To put things into example, you know how hot it gets here in Bakersfield, Oh, right? yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, 110, 115 degree yeah, weather. Yeah, it okay. can. I have had a 32 gig industrial in my um, uh, my dash cam since before summertime last year. Oh wow! It is still working. Nice. Still going. Now the wet, the dash cam audio is out of sync. Oh no! But I can pull that SD card out and it works. Nice. Okay. And I've done it not too long ago, so I'm pretty well sold on the industrial cards. So I'm going to be trying the uh, Sandisk industrials in my. Uh, my 3d printer here shortly okay and uh i'll be post once i if i i wind up having to format it far less this is what i'm going to do. and i know i'll not not need to format it ever again once i get it plugged in and i get my wi-fi module and the right. wi-fi module basically what it does is it puts your printer on the network mm -hmm. and then your computer the software connects directly to it as if you're plugged into it, it just does it across the network Nice. And then so. you can actually control it. You can move the XYZ axis and the whole nine yards. Okay. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. But that, like I said, it's coming from China. It's probably going to be a fun adventure. I've been having so much fun with my 3D <laughs> printer, and I'm buying more stuff that I really... I, I, the thing about stuff coming from China is it really is... It's a crapshoot. It could take a while. It could I've, be two weeks. I've had it could be stuff take, yeah. you know, a week and a half, literally, you know, or a week. I've gotten stuff from China before. Yeah. So it's like, you never know. It all depends. Fingers crossed for you, though. You don't have to wait forever. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that is the fun stuff. And I'm going to have links to all this stuff. I just bought an 8 gig micro uh, industrial SD card. I will put a link in the show notes for you guys. that it, They are Amazon associate links. If you do click on them, buy them. It does give a little kickback. These are like 8 bucks, So it's like, I'm going to get a couple of cents. But that's still, it helps us out. Any And every little bit helps us with the podcast paying for everything all the stuff that ray has to have yes <laughs> yes um all right so that's the thing like i said and currently if you guys hear like a rear weird little noise in the background uh, that's humming because, yeah kind of that's noise. the uh, i'm currently uh, my 3d printer is just sitting there chugging along it is it's just doing its thing and we're doing our thing and it's a little more things it's about are being halfway done. done right now and that's after one day of printing so uh hopefully like i said the this goal is a two-day print and it's a really cool piece. I mean, look it up, guys. It's called the Desert's Kiss Dice it's Tower. It's actually pretty popular. I mean, it, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It looks really cool. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I like them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, uh, may, moving on. Uh, I got to pull up the notes here on Twitter, and I saw uh, we had some other stuff planned, but this came up, and it was one of those deals where it's like. 
you know what? I want to talk about that. And so basically what happened was Night Dive Studio posted a, posted a question on, on Twitter today. And I'll have a link to it so you guys can go to some, some of the responses that some people have. Um, is uh, kind of cool. There's a couple of memes in there and stuff like that. Like what kind of, uh, but basically what they did was they asked, if you could make your dream boomer shooter, what would it be? So this is an interesting question. It I really mean, is. It know. really is. And so there's a lot of people uh, posting like it should be between Doom and this other game. Mm -hmm. or, uh, a mat, you know, they're show literally showing pictures of like multiple game cover art. Yeah. Th in a blender. <laughs> 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 and so it's just like I, I, I this is actually something I've been thinking about for quite a while. So I'm, I'm going to pose a question to you first before I go into <laughs> it, because I'm going to be long winded on this one. What would be, and you know what a boomer shooter is, right? I, 90s first-person shooter. Yeah, okay, kind of Duke Nukem style. Duke kind Nukem, of. Doom, yeah. early uh, Quake. I, now, see, I'm a weird one because I want, like, I mean, I, it, it's it's what you shoot. It's the weaponry for me. Like, you yeah. know, if I can have weapons that shoot out, like, you know, mutated squid that just suck the life out of my enemies. Something more like Hexen, <laughs> uh, Heretic and Hexen. Yeah, stuff I don't like know if you've that. Heard of the, well, those were more like staffs and... Yeah. But there was some other weird stuff there. I think there was a couple of oddball ones similar to that. Well, you did have in Blood, you had the staff that shot out the light. Um, there was also, you can do the whole hand wave over the skull and it kind of killed everything and or did yeah. a lot of damage to area effect. Um, there, There's a lot of games like that. They just typically the most popular ones were ones that like I say like I said it, typically the most well known boomer shooters had a combination of three guns I think four but mm -hmm. two yeah. of them most important okay you had well I, I okay well, let's say four number one shotgun yeah I was gonna say double barrel a, double barrel shotgun, side by side yeah yeah shotgun number two. Take a wild guess. Chain gun. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Just, <laughs> yep. Just spitting the leg. <laughs> the minigun. <laughs> okay. Your third weapon, which is kind of a little bit more broad scoped, but everybody had their own kind of version of them, whether it was a realistic gun or a made up one, your one shot kill weapon. Mm -hmm. Your very accurate long reload time or long, which AKA sniper rifle, AKA. Right. Um, rail gun, aka, yeah. you know, it was just the high damage, low uh, rate of fire weapon. Yeah, um, you had to get really good with it to be able to. Oh, you know. we were. We, that, was, that was the gun <laughs> of choice with headshots. Right. Yeah. Um, or gun of choice before there was headshots. Like in Quake, we had the rail gun, <laughs> but I don't think th in the original uh, Quake there was no headshots. But uh, it just did a buttload of damage. Oh yeah. Or I mean, in Quake Two. Then um, typically you also had like a, not a chain gun, but a gun that fired a little bit less, which would either be your plasma rifle, yeah. your your semi-automatic machine gun, yeah. something like yeah. that. You had, you had those. Uh, and then your first weapon, it, that always varied. Some people had pistols that had infinite ammo. Uh, some people, they were, you know, punching you fists. Uh, some of them, Blood had the pitchfork, which is still so very iconic. I love the pitchfork idea. I, I, it's great. I've been waiting for the pitchfork. <laughs> they took it out. See, like, that's like when you, and when everybody talks about Blood 2 had a sequel, it did not. 
That was not Monolith did not give us a blood sequel. They took out the pitchfork and they put in a sniper's rifle and it was just like, wow, this is garbage. We, so we don't we don't accept that as a, a sequel. We don't. We we reject that. As a community, we've rejected <laughs> I can two. understand why completely. Um, so nope. what kind of storyline would you go with? Oh man. I now see that's the wide question, especially okay. for someone like me, because it's like a storyline is great, but sometimes, you know, just like a broad, like, like let's say Left for Dead kind of a thing. You're you just, just trying to get from safe point A to safe point B, and there's an army of things in your way, and you just got to mow through them. So you're like the, you're like the Doom Serious Sam. Yeah. Uh, have you ever played Serious Sam? I think so, once or twice. Serious Sam is a take on, and I think you would like that, it's a take on how many mini, how many uh, mo uh, monsters can you throw at a person at once? <laughs> and we're okay. talking where Doom and stuff, where you would get 20 or 30 in a map, they would spawn in several hundred. Oh, wow. It's, okay. It's literally a mow them down, you mm. against a thousand. Get that minigun going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's basically Serious Sam, especially the first ones, you basically were the Spartan. I mean, they never said that. That <laughs> right. was Halo, but you, that was the, that was the whole thing is it's like the 300, it's like one, you know, small army or one or two against thousands of monsters that are constantly spawning in and you kept, basically you just kept hitting gauntlets. You would get so far and then all of a sudden you would hit a a long hallway, and you knew what was coming. <laughs> they were going to start spawning in a ton of crap, and you're just literally just <laughs> firing everything you can. So, you know, the only thing that always bothered me about those about games like that. What's that? The whole you only get three, maybe four, like grenades. Yeah, that bothered me. Well, Serious Sam, I don't think really got into grenades until later games but they never really it was guns for them it was yeah. just guns now see i like that i i mean i that 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 you know give me three or four different kinds of guns and you know mm. let me serious sam did wild things because you got uh what is it you had your infinite ammo pistol, pistols and then eventually you got to do your akimbo pistols then you had uh you start getting into shotguns double barrel shotguns um chain guns then it was kind of their own little plasma chain gun kind okay. of thing a multi, right. it was a multi-turret gun i can't remember what it's called and then you got to start getting into the really weird weapons which was the cannon gun which was literally it looked like like a ship oh nice like a like a a a, a, a pirate ship cannon <laughs> you wielded that and you <laughs> held it down and it went Boom, and you fired a cannonball. <laughs> nice. And just as it passed through things, things just went. Oh, I love it. You can only get a couple of ammo uh, rounds with it, but if you can get a bunch of things to line up, it's just. <laughs> fun weapon. Very fun weapon. Um, Serious Sam had a lot of wi uh, wild stuff like that. That was a lot of fun. All right. So story story is not that big of a deal. You just want to get in there and start murrowing things down. So. Sometimes it, it, it depends, but for the most part, yeah, I just want to, you know, just just give me, give me a spot that I have to get to, and give me some guns, and I'm okay. <laughs> okay. So, I've been thinking about this for a long time, and yes, I've tried to dabble into programming. I'm not good at it. It was so. I don't understand. <laughs> I understand the uh, brilliance that uh, that some of the programmers are. I, I'm, I'm glad I'm have friends that are programmers, mm -hmm. uh, because 
how they can wrap their heads around how their brains function around code i i don't my i have such a hard time with it. and mm -hmm. i have tried learning c plus c plus plus right i have sat there and i can get a little basics every now and then i can hop in and manipulate a few things but writing it fresh from scratch my brain just does not function that way I don't okay i got it. you yeah that being said um i've had this idea for a long time and i've never kind of gotten it down so i'm just going to throw it out there. this this question was one of those times and it, it's one of those i would rather see it kind of be implemented in some fashion all right so it's going to be a two-part thing okay. okay my idea i i have a idea behind how the interface and what ad, uh, extras it should have all i'm right. trying to figure out the best way to say this and i i know i'm stumbling all over myself that's all close right. this let me close some things so i can stick up this clearly so first off let's talk about story okay. okay i have been thinking about this for a long time and i've had my idea for this story and I, instead of holding on to it i'm throwing it out there in the ether and letting people have fun with it nice um nice so i had thought um that there should be a character we keep having uh, ion fury my daughter's loving that she's getting into playing ion fury and she's All loving right. that i really want to see a game with a lead character that is non-binary but still overly uh overly sexual tones okay and but what makes it confusing is anytime they throw out those tones or throw them out mm -hmm. in the game which adds to the character right that they're doing it at both female and male characters and at some points in time they'll do it in a way that you can't tell which one they're talking about and i don't ever want the sexuality of this person ever revealed that's one of those deals where I like that it's going to be what is the term what is that androgynous yeah okay very androgynous mm -hmm. where the character you're going through stealth missions but the stealth is not hiding the stealth is blending in so at some points you're going to you know you're going to do your normal gun fighting and gun battling yeah. when you're in a, a in a bar setting or whatever that but during the times where you're going through crowds and you're trying to blend in, mm -hmm. there are going to be times where they look male in outfit and posturing. Right. And there's going to be other times where they're going to look female. Mm. And this is their character of blending in. Now, whenever you see them in cutscenes separate out of that and they're doing their own things, I always want that question of what are they to some people and other people looking at them going, they are smack dab in the middle. Right. And it's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of where I'm going at I with this. like that idea. I do a I, lot. I, I want to see a stealth mission that is not hiding in cardboard boxes. Okay. Right. I want, I, I never got into those games. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you're blending in, but every, like, each time it's, like, well, are they male or are they female? And I want that, that I, like, I, I like the idea of that question there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it has that, it's that little unique mystery. And, uh, and you have those missions where, like, you know, well, well, we need a man for this or we need a woman exactly. for this. Exactly. And this and one they, character is, is pulling both off. So you're always like, wait a minute. And I think that's the most <laughs> beautiful thing because you can literally 
go have have that character go in right and do unique story from from episode to episode or map to map or or mm. whatever whatever and it can be totally different from the other one and they can pull it off and um what's the char- what's that what's that uh, one actor that played uh Batgirl uh, the first season Ruby Rose Ruby Rose mm-hmm. I, I'm similar to Ruby Rose right maybe s- similar even not more, exactly right okay okay I got not you. exactly I but, got that's, you. but Ruby Rose pulls it off really well um but I I really really want to see a character like that mm-hmm. because I think the dynamic of going in going in stealth as a male and then going in stealth as a female only to blend in right i think it'd be awesome i think it'll be absolutely awesome or going in stealth as one but coming out stealth as the other exactly you've got it yeah i love that idea it's really really good okay and i i there's so much more that can go to that i mean here's the thing you can with a character like this you can have all kinds of fun you know you have your shotguns your double barrel shotguns um, if it's in the future, you can even go stuff like, uh, uh laser weapons. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, uh, the other thing I wanted to work with and I hadn't quite figured out is physics. I really want to see, this is something that pe- people tried back in half-life and other, and other with mods. And that was getting where you're doing the death match or you're working with stuff. You don't have to actually only fight with weapons. Mm-hmm. One of your your primary weapon, which is the infinite ammo gun, or it's not really a gun, it's a, I select two objects and they come smashing together and that's how you okay. can take people out. Right. Or I select that and not, it basically across the room, I knock this box over, which knocks that person out and I get past them. Gotcha. Or okay. I take these two vehicles and smash them together and they just take out these guys and pick up their guns and that's how you get your first yeah. guns. Like kinetic telepathy kind of a thing. Exactly. Kind of, or, yeah. or it's a technology. I'm thinking more along a technology. Where- so kind of like, a, 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 what was it? Um the 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 game with the splicers and the 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 big daddies and the little sisters oh a bioshock yeah kind of like that where you yeah exactly very very similar i was thinking okay. more along the lines of a like a a tech thing a glove or something like a that glove okay. or like a, a like a a wristband or something that that's yeah in yeah there. yeah um now i'm I, i'm got i gotta get into the second part of this uh-huh because that's not the only part um because a lot of people think that, and here, here's, I'm going to get into a little bit of a, a step, and I really want people to listen to this. Boomer shooters were not about what we were given. It wasn't about the games themselves. You got to understand, and this is where I think that I really want to see something, somebody develop like this. I don't have the means to do it, so I'm throwing it out in the ether to see if it is possible and if somebody can work with it. So I'm just throwing it out there to let you guys listen. So... In the days of games, there was one thing that made or broke a game. And it had nothing, it had it had somewhat, but not always, to do mm. with the developer. That was the community. Mm. That was the map makers, mm-hmm. the texture artists, the uh, mod, the uh, uh, mutators, mm-hmm. everything. Um, the amount of people that adopted your game is what made it popular Mm -hmm. 
And here, here's one of the first examples. Did you know that uh, in Doom, they locked down the pi- uh, the pack files? They actually encrypted them. They did I a light encryption. I think you said something about yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I think it was John Carmack was discussing it. Yeah. And he said, no, we tried to, but then they literally broke it open in no time flat. And then we started seeing the, the mods and stuff, and we're like, oh, oh, that's cool. <laughs> and then they just was like, we're not going to try to lock this down because what the community is doing is just as good, and they're helping propel the game. Right. And the one thing and I Ensuring its longevity. <laughs> that and... It's when you get the community involved, you will see amazing thing happen. Um, case in point, a lot of the guys that made some of the original Quake, Quake 2, Half-Life mods, they're mm-hmm. now working in the industry because yeah. these guys were in high school and college coming up with some f- amazing ideas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Portal, was a, Portal, uh, Portal game was an idea of college students that... Just took off. Well, Gabe Newell, I want this. Yeah. And they picked it up. Nice. Um, So the one thing that I've noticed the most over the years is the dwindling of the mod community. And the reason being is most game companies are getting bigger and they're doing this, oh, oh, well, you know, copyright and lawsuits and you can't touch our stuff. and And here's the thing. I want to see if someone really wanted to make a good boomer shooter, an update to those games would be, especially now that we're doing Mm cross-platform, integrated mod community portal in their games, an interface where people on console, PC, everything, you know, console, PC, it, it doesn't matter can update or download mods from the in-game menu. I mean, we have stuff like Steam that's re- Steam and Epic Games. All of them have revolutionized how we get mm, games, yeah. but still nobody's doing anything with mods. I mean, Valve does. Yeah. Valve does, but it's to a limited degrees, and you've got narrow, narrow things. Yeah. I really believe that if a company... And, and the thing about Steam is it's, it's PC only, okay? Yeah. Uh, it's Linux or Windows, but it's still and soon to be on the uh, Steam Deck, but it's still PC only. Mm-hmm. If you really, really want to bring, because there's a lot of console players. I'm not a console player. I have a PS4. It's for my son. He has his Disney Infinity on it. Um, I don't really touch it at all. Mm-hmm. I have my account on it, but I really don't touch it. But when it comes to uh, Disney, when it comes to a uh, mods that for boomer shooters that need to be updated in newer games, it needs to, back in the day, we were used to, we were used to doing command line, we were used to doing config changes. The, the, we were, we had to accept because we were coming out of gaming from DOS where we had to, we lived in the command line. Right. We were getting into Windows 95 and 98 and we were still like command line. So a lot of that Editing stuff for us or finding mods and constantly checking to see if they're updated, Mm -hmm. that was just the way we did things. Right. That was the way things were. Nowadays, there is so much out there that there needs to be a a window. And I really think that if a, I really, I honestly believe that if we had, if game companies put a mod community 
interface into their game where people can easily download, where um, the mod developers can go, okay, we want to set this up for crossplay. Mm-hmm. So please allow, allow it to be downloaded for PC, downloaded for Xbox, downloaded for PS, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Right. Or some mod community can go, look, we only develop for PC, so this is a PC only mod. Mm-hmm. Some mod community is going to be like these. These games, uh, this mod is more tailored towards controller people, so we're only going to make this for. Uh, we only want to see. Uh, controller uh, consoles on this Mm -hmm. and so give them you would be able to give them the flexibility not only that but with your own integrated system as soon as you load the game up it'll go okay checking dependencies looking for updates to um, your current mods oh look these maps need updated these like Steam has an ability if you download a community app through their their deal Mm -hmm. if if the author releases an update it'll Steam will automatically download that update well i think if we had this mod interface yeah i really think you would bring back a lot of the mod community which made a lot of those games so popular yeah what made a game wasn't i mean the single player is what enticed us you still have to have a decent single player but let's be honest here quake 2 single player it was fun. I liked it, but it wasn't that great. Okay, let's <laughs> let's be honest here. It was there was a lot of it was basically a tech demo that got us salivating for whatever we could do, <laughs> and then we got Team Fortress, we got uh, uh, LMCTF, we got so many yeah freaking amazing mods, and a lot of the mod community. Once Half Life came out, those mod community goes, oh, we can update, we can start making something for Half Life now. Oh look, Half Life, and right. I, I think. I, I re- really want to see if you want to do a modern boomer shooter, you've got to update things for the mod community, especially like I think Quake would be absolutely amazing mm-hmm. if they had it in great. Now, I know it's a pain in the butt and it's a lot of work and it requires dedicated servers, but I honestly think it would, I think it would be awesome. It yeah. would, it would kind of bridge the gap between the, original mod community where we had the problem is, is a lot of those old websites we used to have as a as a resource are long gone mm-hmm. and there is really not much there anymore yeah we don't all we have is facebook and social media and that's so garbaged out i'm sorry to say it but <laughs> there's well, i no, think in terms of what you're talking about it's true you know, yeah. I mean, really, there's no better way to put it. You're not trying to be insulting. Mm-mm. It's just the fact, you know, for for we used to have Planet Quake, Planet Half-Life, Planet Blood, um, Planet. We used to have all kinds of and then they started branching out and did other stuff. We had all these websites and guys can go, look, we're going to make a mod. There was Planet Fortress for Team Fortress. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where they went. And that's the, OK. That's we went to Planet, uh, you know. Uh, plant spy and we went to the the community website that um for the mod we liked mm-hmm. and we constantly checked to see if there was an update if there yeah. was an update we downloaded the update we installed the update and we played we played the latest and i really think that we can still do that most of them just now do facebook pages but it's it's hard to keep up with that stuff mm-hmm. it really is like i don't get all the updates i used to because i used to be able to go to a website now we have social media which is 
algorithms and algorithms and yeah. it's advertising and it's just it's just this it's a poo-poo place. <laughs> it's a poo-poo place. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I really, I'm doing far less social media. Uh, I mean, every now and then do a TikTok, um, stuff like that, but I'm too busy doing stuff. And uh, there's still some websites. Everybody's kind of moved to Discord, but I get tired of Discord because I'm constantly getting alerts and then I get sick and tired of the alerts. And it's like, I want to go to just Joe check. But besides that, um, we lost, there are a lot of amazing community resources out there, but you still have to, they're all app based now. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a big fan of that. Sometimes I want to check to see if there's an update on my phone before I go to, and it's like, yeah. or maybe I'm right. over somebody's house. I just want to type in the URL and look, oh, well I can't because it's on discord and I'm not going to log into my discord on somebody else's computer. And it's just like, it's, it's, Believe it or not, everybody, everybody thinks that there's so much gray, but it's so it's in many ways it's very limiting, mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to what we used to have. Because I can literally, you know, back then, if I needed to go to the library, I can go type in the URL. Oh, hey, there's an update. Download it there, or go somewhere else and download the update. Go over to a friend's house. Hey, I need we need to get the update for the latest. You know, Team Fortress, mm -hmm. LMCTF, um, uh, Gold Ice. Yeah, hey, that just got updated, <laughs> but. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, I really think that if someone was going to do a modern boomer shooter, there would be an emphasis on the mod community for people to do textures, for mm -hmm. people to do... And I, I understand there's a lot of moderation they have to do because the problem is if somebody uploads... It's hard to keep track if someone uploads copyrighted material, but there's a lot of like Google and all of them have shown that there's an easy way to tell if something, yeah. some audio. And if you're up, someone's uploading a pack or wave files, all you got to do is scan them or MP3s and stuff like that. And you can say, boop, nope, this isn't allowed. You know, they can, there's a ways for auto scanning and stuff like that. Yeah and or something that gets flagged it gets put into review and you right. have someone review them for the most part there's going to be a lot of them they're going to be fine um people can upload community-based stuff you can even have resources but I, in many ways i know it'd be a, a massive work but i think we're at that point where i i feel that's what we need yeah there needs I would to agree be with you, a yeah. modern revival of the mod community i i i agree with you and i wasn't even a part of the mod community oh, back then it was i wasn't so much fun i wasn't into that stuff back then but hearing you talk about it and talking to some of the people that we've talked to on the show mm -hmm. you know it's I, I am one of those people that am late to the party i missed something yeah and if we could find a way to bring that back as someone that's basically looking at it with fresh eyes mm-hmm I can see a lot of people like myself that basically missed that party. We weren't on that bus when you guys were riding it. But it could I feel like it could be even bigger now. You know it what I mean? Got, I think. It got so many people in, involved. It got so many people because they were able to make maps and mm -hmm. uh, they made everybody made horrible. <laughs> I made some garbage maps that even to this day I'm like, I wish I could find a copy of it somewhere. Mm. But it was stuff that I did. I made a couple of my own custom textures. Uh, lately, like I said, Cold Ice, we just did it. We, 
15 yeah. years later, they go, Cold Eyes. <laughs> he, it's amazing he started doing work on it, and I've done some uh, graphics and stuff for it. I've done, I, I've been doing all the audio mastering for it. So we've been doing, we, we've been getting some decent work on it. Nice. And uh, that's really cool. It really is. And it's Night Dive Studios, that's my response. You know, it would be a game that, you know, of course, the character, the fun, the, uh, a little bit, a little bit of stealth with your shooting, uh, some little bit of physics, but mostly, I would really, really like to see a modern revival on the mod community. If you really, really want a boomer shooter, you can't do it without the community. I'm not gonna lie. It, it's that's what, and everybody wonders is like, well, I mean, it was the shotguns. It was like, those are nice, but a lot of people modded them and uh, you know some people got rid of the shotguns and they put different weapons in yeah but that was it it was what the community did that I, made those games and that's why those games were so great because you can make it your own we people with you know, crazy I ideas mean, can do it. i still remember anybody can do this look up a game called look up a half-life mod called rocket crowbar <laughs> and it's exactly what it sounds like all right and Oh, there was also uh, Capture the Chicken, CTC. That was a lot <laughs> of fun. Capture the Chicken, I love it. Capture the Chicken was a Half-Life mod I loved playing. <laughs> uh, it was just one of those wild ones. But Robot uh, Rocket Crowbar was, what could we do that it's... Basically, it was like, what could we mess with? And uh, <laughs> Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> so Rocket Crowbar was, as you swung the crowbar because that was your melee weapon in Half-Life, you swung the crowbar and a little rocket came out. <laughs> but the thing was, is the rocket had a random path to it, so it would, like, zigzag around. Uh, the uh, the uh, RPG, the, the rocket launcher, didn't fire rockets. It fired scientists. Nice. I don't know if you ever saw the scene where the scientist, uh, he's he's kind of flying, going, ah. They took that model and the screaming, <laughs> and you fired a sign. Ah, boom, explodes. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, I think there was ice satchels where it froze people in place. Um, I'm trying to remember. There was a bunch of other just, just wild, crazy ideas that they, it was like, what could we do? Mm -hmm. And it was called Rocket Crowbar. And it was just... I think eventually they moved on to other games, but that's what I remember the most. Mm. And it was just like, how much fun, how silly can we do this? <laughs> and we, it was deathmatch and it was so much fun. It was just crazy wild fun. Me and, uh, me, uh, me and, uh, uh, Jawa James used to, uh, we, me and him played that for a while. Nice. Uh, capture chicken was this one person captures chicken. You try to hold onto the chicken as long as you can while everybody <laughs> else is trying to take the chicken away from you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, there was a lot of other ones like uh, uh, Rocket Arena. There was uh, LMCTF. There was uh, uh, Capture the Flag. You know, there was all your your normal games, and people had mods on top of them where they added in the uh, uh, was it Team Fortress was mm -hmm. originally a community mod, and that became a Valve game. They they was like, you guys are doing something that's great. The community loves it, so we want to bring you guys in, and they wound up being part of the uh, being part of the company. Mm -hmm. Um, the guys who did originally, the, uh, guys who worked on Counter-Strike, um, the core guys got brought in and are, have been working. I don't know if they still are, but they got pulled into Valve and Counter-Strike became a Valve game. Mm. Uh, that's why we got the new Counter-Strike games, but that was originally just a mod for Half-Life. Oh, nice. It's like, I, there's a lot of people out there, you don't understand 
how much the mod community just exploded creativity. Mm -hmm. It, I mean, there's a lot of people out there making games. There's a lot of guys that being as we got rid of the mod community, a lot of people are just because it's so easy. They have the unity game. They have all these, uh, you know, unity, you have uh Godot, you have, um, unreal you have all these game engines you can go out and download for free and people can make their own games but to make a mod of a popular game and have a lot of people playing it as opposed to trying there's some people are they're making games that a lot of people are getting a lot of interest but there are thousands of indie, indie developers yeah i really really and the nice thing was is there were some guys that were working on multiple mods at once so they can like, hey, I want to do this idea. Hey, I want to do this idea. And they, they were doing it and they were making some amazing stuff. So I really, really would like to see a revival of that. That's my thing. One, make a fun game, physics, stuff like that. But uh, I'm going to harp on again. I want to see a revival. I want to see a modern revival of the uh, mod community. And yeah. I want to see it. Uh, I think it would be a lot more entertaining if that mod community could be included with the console players and i think we're at a point in time with consoles with the drive space plus most mods were fraction of the size it was mostly very few textures very few audio files it was mostly uh, unless they were like uh, single player campaigns as people were making their there's a there, there's another example there was a mod out there that it got so um that was put basically was they decided to make a mod of half-life but they put so much work into it it got released as a full game Gunman Chronicles. I still have it. I still oh, have the wow, CD. Okay. Um, there's a lot of that style of stuff. There's a lot of stuff where people start off as mods, and eventually it's just like, oh, this is good. We, this needs to be its own thing. And what's funny is if you open up Gunman Chronicles, you'll still see like Half-Life or Val the Valve <laughs> folder. Whereas is if you open up Half-Life, you'll see the main folder where all the game data files are is, is the Valve folder. Right. Well, if you open up Gunman Chronicles, it's the same way because he couldn't change that and he had been so they've been so far into essentially the production it was just like if we change that we're gonna break so many things it just <laughs> just go with it go with it just leave it yeah exactly <laughs> um then I, I there's so many other examples but i really really think that there's a lot of people out there who could spend years and years and I, there's a lot of people are they're making some amazing indie games but I would really think there's a lot of those guys wouldn't mind a good weekend project making mods. Oh yeah, I, yeah. So I could imagine they'd they'd love I, it. I, I, I've got no more on that. I'm, I'm gonna keep. <laughs> I'm just gonna ramble on like crazy. We're getting to the tail end of this. So Night Dive Studios. That is my answer. Uh, I know it was long winded, but uh, I I really <laughs> needed to discuss. Uh, to get that out and this that's something's been on my mind for a long time and i've, I've kind of harped on it a couple many times before the one thing that i have such fond memories from playing doom duke nukem blood mm -hmm. uh i've really never played deer hunter um i did play shadow warrior uh i still have my cds i still have my cds i've actually taken pictures and post them online um it wasn't just playing the game. It was the fact that I can go on go onto a website and pull down maps made by people. Uh, Duke Nukem had uh, uh, full-on uh, uh, add-ons or total conversions. Uh, one was Playboys. I think I've heard of that one. 
yeah, there was a couple of other ones. Uh, a lot of stuff that was unofficial. But essentially, they've locked it down. The big corporate big wigs have gone through. Uh, and oh, well, uh, copyright. And if you make for our game, you know, we own it. And it's just like the community looks at that and goes, screw you. Right. So as they should. If you want to make a 90s revival, yes, I understand you have to protect you guys yourselves. But don't be douchebags about it. Keep the freaking, you know, protect yourselves from copyright, but keep the damn lawyers and the greed mongers out of it. Then you'll have a decent, because uh, what made 90s boomer shooters great was the fact that it was just people trying to make a great game uh, and people having fun doing it. Mm-hmm. And the community going, this is great. We want to do this too. And they're like, everybody, let's do this. It seems to me like it was beneficial for the game developers and, and the, the, the people selling the game. Because, yeah. I mean, if you knew you could buy this game, you could you could purchase the product yep, and then kind of do what you wanted with it. At, the, at its core, it's still the same thing. It's not like you're you're really, yeah. You know what I mean. There was some instances where people were ripping off stuff, and mm. those, you know, I, I I do believe that there should be some instances of the lawyers getting involved and telling people, "I'm sorry, but you can't rip off everything and call it your own game." There yeah, were, I yeah, but definitely I can see that if people aren't trying to make uh, 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 aren't trying to profit from it and they're just doing something for fun, there should be some leeway. Especially if they're doing all original content, like, and I don't think companies go, "Well, you're making it for our game; we own it." <laughs> Fuck you! Like, I'm like, gonna say it just right like that. I could see possibly, uh, and your opinion on this, please. But, um, like, I don't know, some kind of a a, a subscription thing. No, no, no. Well, a subscription thing for what? Well, I mean, like, if you if you can mod it, you can create the mods that you want to. No. Okay. Uh, If you want to support them, there's Patreons. Uh, Supporting uh, mods should be, uh, to support a mod, uh, a mod should be voluntary. Um, I do. Well, no, I meant for the game. You see what I'm saying? No, 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 no. I do never, I will never, uh, unless it is a, the only games that I will ever justify having um, a, a subscription is ones that are constantly releasing new content on a regular interval, AKA MMOs, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If it is a first person shooter and then they're doing mods that the community is doing for free. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, if they want to do something, AKA like, um, a lot of the other websites where the guys will release models or texture packs, that the mod community and then they can charge like a small amount for that that i can i, I okay, can kind of see right. that but i'm trying to get a, I, I don't want to get into the greedy microtransactions because right. the problem with that is that's where the whole uh and this is like i said this this is what killed it every time was the company's going well if you make your your if you make your mod for us for our game we essentially own it and the problem is is everybody who sees that goes Screw you. We have right, no interest. Okay. That is the way to kill it. Okay. All right. Um, now, see, again, I'm I'm someone that has no experience in this. So, yeah, no, you no, know. no, no. There's other companies. There's a couple of instances that I'm trying to remember off the top of my head that have tried to do something like that. Okay. And uh, it... The Bottom line, just doesn't work. No, because the community is like, why are we going to pay for us doing work for your game gotcha. that you're going to profit from? And 
Now, if the game company is going to be constantly releasing content, then what's the point of the mod makers? True. Very true. Okay. So, yeah. A, a one-time deal um and then the mod community can constantly make updates and stuff to their games. Eventually, if it breaks, then the the game can go, I'm sorry, this game this mod is no longer supported because the mod developer has stopped working on it and hasn't updated it because uh, that does happen. But yeah, you, I, I get you. You can, you can make it clear. But like I said, I it's a tricky line yeah. because if you, I understand the companies need to recoup their costs. Yeah, and I'm not against that, but there has to be a way where it's not in the mod community. And the problem is, if you try to charge that kind of stuff, they the one thing they do. A lot of the game companies is they, they'll do seasonal passes, mm-hmm. but the problem is, is that's regular released or we're 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 saying we're going to release these content updates and you're just prepaying for them. That doesn't bother me too much. Yeah, okay. but doing a subscription and they may never update the game or may never right. So yeah, I see what you're saying, and I understand their server costs, but. You got to understand, a mod community can be some of the best free advertising you'll ever get. True. Because that's what propelled Half-Life, Quake, Doom, Doom 2, yeah. is the total conversions, the uh, the map packs, the... Uh, one thing that makes Quake so popular to this day is the community. The, the John, Car- John Carmack fought and he got the source code released, so the community's been constantly keeping the game updated, making it run on newer hardware. These guys are volunteering their time. So there's still people to this day that are buying it on Steam, even on a low price, because there's a lot of people playing. Mm -hmm. So my thought is, is a lot of them are like, well, people are going to buy it once. Well, not really, because a lot of people today have consoles and pc at home where they have multiple consoles and maybe they want to purchase it on multiple versions or multiple pcs yeah exactly like now i'm a father so i have to buy games for both me and my daughter on our very our both of our steam accounts right so there's money to be there made there you just have to make it where the mod community comes into it um but i do believe if you if you build an environment for the mod community to thrive they will be there. Yeah. I, I honestly believe it's still there because there's so many people that are just so thirsty for creativity mm-hmm. that they're making their own games. I'm almost certain a lot of these guys will gladly make some mods, some fun mods, and that'll make people more people want to play the game. Let, let's, let's face it. Yeah. So... That's where I'm going with that. I don't want to harp on it too much. I think we drag, drag a little bit along on that. But that's my answer in iDev Studios. Uh, bring back the mod community. That, to me, is the core of the boomer shooter. Not a lot of people are, oh, fuck on this. It's like, well, those were cool, but that didn't define the game's the popularity. That What yeah. made the game popular was the people ripping the game apart and doing their own crazy wild things or making some of the most popular mods that eventually became full-fledged games yeah you know and like i said i can tell you counter-strike team fortress um rocket arena uh so many other games 
Yeah. They, they have they, those were the birthplace of our modern um, uh, arena shooters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. All right, I think that's where that's about it. I think we just hit about it. Yeah, we just hit our hour. So, oh, thank you guys so much for joining us. That was my ramble about uh, what was the question? If you could make your dream boomer shooter, what would it be? And like I said, my dream boomer shooter would be an Andronis storyline about uh, fun guns, a uh, little bit of physics, and uh, stealth that is gender stealth not hidden stealth i think that'd be really cool because that would incorporate so much new uniqueness um but even better a modern revitalization a modern take on the mod community a, a basically a game says look we're making a mod manager a mod uh integrated into our games where console and pc can play the mods together and cross play and mm. I know it's a massive undertaking, but I think we're there. I think that's what we need. Because there's a lot of these games that are they're cool, but none of them have had nearly the impact of Quake, Doom. You know, those games are still, to this day, played. I'm still running a server and still have people hopping in every day. Quake 2 server, people are still playing. I've got a Half-Life server running again. And why? The mods. Coupon. I'd love to see Quake uh, Quake 2 Coupon uh, kind of revitalized. But there we go. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. I know I babbled on a little bit much, but this was something I was passionate about. Something I've been thinking about for a quite some time. And uh, I want to thank you guys for joining us. Uh, you can always catch us on nerdcaveshow.com uh, where you can listen to all our past podcasts. Uh, there's also all the links to our Patreon and everything else. You can also go to audiocrazy.com where I post the show notes and I have all the links to the printer the uh, uh, the oh, I meant to talk about this um, the overture uh, I found the one that I've, I had the best luck with um, the overture anyway I'm also going to post, post a link to the uh, Sandisk Industrial I'm going to be giving that a try here this week unfortunately my sister, my uh, I'm currently printing so I'm not taking anything apart um, man that was a lot to have off about <laughs> I love you guys. You guys are absolutely amazing. Uh, welcome to 2022. And uh, this is season one of 2022. Um, season, or no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. My apologies. Season four, episode one. Episode one. Of uh, 2022. <laughs> so uh, we love you guys. You guys are amazing. And uh, see you guys next week. Take it easy, guys. It's been a blast.